0: what's going on everyone it's your boy spuddy with another edition of spuddy and friends this is just another solo one nfl again i know we've been kind of slacking since the beginning of the year with group episodes but i mean we're giving everyone a break reset other things but um pretty sure we're going to get back with the group one coming this weekend so apologize to that but i'm still pumping out these nfl broadcast episodes so that's the promise i still am doing for this year so great episode 62 of the whole podcast um it's your host Spenny McGee as usual for the nfl solo cast And, um, yeah, like I said, been a little slow with the group one. Things have changed. We'll address it when when that day comes. So, um, yeah. Other than that, you know where to find us on the pods. Download or streaming. I'm going to actually name out all of them this time because this might be a kind of a shorter episode, but, um,. It is what it is, but um, I'm going to just name off some of the um, um, platforms that we are on all together. So the first one, we're going to go alphabetical. Um, First one is going to be Breaker. So if you use Breaker, go check us out on there. Google Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts probably the more universal ones for everyone that could find us because of everyone having a um i'm not saying everyone got iphone but mostly everyone got iphone we are on overcast Pocket Cast, radio public and spotify those are all our main um Distribution platforms, you know, we're on the streams, we're on different streams, and you know, that's what we like to do. And for a hosting website for our podcast, is Anchor per usual because you know, Anchor is holding us down. Sorry about that, messed up the mic. So, yeah, that's that's something from our all our streaming platforms. Like I said, if you don't know, might as well just look us up. Type in Spuddy and Friends. You should find us. Picture with potatoes on it. And it says Spuddy and Friends. So, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? So, yes. um, This week for the NFL, we are in the championships for the NFC. And the AFC AFC NFC however you prefer but just know that is where we are for the AFC matchup we got Bills and Chiefs NFC we got the Packers and the Bucks um, we got one with with some young cats, two with some grizzly old vets. So, without further ado, let's begin this pod. Starting off with the first game of the weekend, we got the Buccaneers and the Packers. Um, Buccaneers handled the Saints by the second half of the game, and it's soon was decided that you know bucks bucks were clearly gonna make it to the to the next round once drew breeze started making um costly errors towards the second half of the game so but i mean in the first half it was pretty close just once we got towards the end of the third it started going to the buccaneers favor so um like i said um it was pretty close first first half i mean both teams weren't looking particularly good on offense but then finally by the second half things started clicking for the bucks and um that's what got them the dub and they're going against the packers who decisively um took care of the rams now some injuries did happen for the rams so um who, kn- who knew what would have happened if they were healthy but um packers st- it's, it just seemed like Packers, even with a healthy Rams team, was going to um, take care of them. I mean, it could have been closer, but, I mean, they they, they stopped the, the defensive pass rush of the Rams and uh, were able to go um, pick up some nice yards through the air with a um, dangerous backfield when it comes to the Rams defense. So, um, yeah, and Packers' defense... Uh, um probably the most is quiet but I mean they look pretty solid pretty solid and, and enough to disrupt a a, a good offensive team if, if they're playing right so with the matchup here we got the bucks we got the packs Um, uh, let's see what's gonna happen um we're gonna go with Bucks offense and Packer's defense first so Buccaneers um offense as as of lately, has been pretty. Um, I'm gonna say pretty dominant. um That first half of the Saints game kind of um, screeched a halt, though, because no, no team. I mean, he um, the offense wasn't playing particularly well. I would say. I mean, it wasn't dominant or anything like that, but I think they could have played better in the first half. But they took care of business in the second half, and that's what you want in the playoffs. But question is can they do this against a packers d um buccaneers shouldn't take packers d so lightly i would say um um, packers have some nice pass rusher and they have a pretty um i want to say above average secondary um they could um the pass rush could definitely make um brady make some costly errors and the secondary can clean up no problem if that's the case so um i would i would think bucks um keys to victory in this game would be to hit the middle of the field and um develop a running attack pretty early um ronald jones and leonard fournette is a nice one-two punch so they should definitely uh definitely attack the the defense especially the linebacking linebacker slash middle of the field so if they're able to establish some nice gains through there then it'll definitely open up the outside for the passing game or if um Brady gets her tight ends involved pretty quickly I think that's what's going to really open up um the playbook for them by the second half I would say or maybe even the second quarter who knows I mean we'll see but um i think those are key some key victories um prevent them from getting getting to brady at all is another thing so the line needs to do their do their job i mean they've been pretty good um the last two to three months the line has been pretty good at protecting the brady and um if pack the packers have um if they're defense is on point it's going to be difficult for brady to um make some um pressure free throws you could say so keys for bucks would be protect brady obviously that's not always going to be number one because of brady's age you don't want to get beat up if he gets beat up it's most likely packers game to win automatically so you protect brady also develop that running attack so it's less stress on Brady and attack the middle. I would say attack the middle field first. If I was the Buccaneers offense. Attack the middle field first, but it's run, throwing, then open up to the outside. And I f- feel like that's how the offense will have to dominate this Packers defense. When it comes to Packers defense, obviously it's gonna be rush, 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 pressure, press, pressure. So the defensive line is definitely has their work cut up because this is a pretty damn good um buccaneers line uh, i know the first half of the season i said buccaneers line was top three then like i want to say like three to four games they weren't performing so well in my eyes and then i kind of laid off them but after those games they've been pretty solid and um I feel like they they finally matured, the, the line matured um, good enough so they could constantly play good at all times. So Packers um, front seven has a work cut up with controlling that run, then putting enough pressure on Brady while um, providing just enough coverage so they don't get a flow going on so um Packers defense would be to stop the run early and pressure Brady and then by then the secondary should be able to um um capitalize on short field advantage because once it goes to the outside game I feel like the receive the receiving core for the Bucks will handle the packers secondary but second but packers secondary is pretty nice but i just think buccaneers wideouts are a bit better i would say it, would, it, it it's it will be the packers secondary i think biggest challenge now don't get me wrong this is a revenge game for the packers since they already met up in the mid-season and buccaneers handle the packers pretty well so maybe it's a drive or maybe it's the same thing we saw from that week. We'll we'll find out Sunday. Now flipping things, we got the Packers offense versus the Buccaneers defense. Um Packers offense obviously ran by good old Aaron Rodgers. Um Aaron Rodgers makes something out of nothing, even mid things into greatness. Um Without Devonte Adams and um, Aaron Jones, will he be just as successful? Not as much, but he would still he would still be airing out like how he does. Cause um, Aaron Rodgers, the thing about the comparison with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they can they can work with a depleted roster when it comes to their skill positions, and they make it work. So Aaron Rodgers you know you know we're gonna get from him um obviously he's he's a good mobile quarterback meaning he'd go outside the pocket pocket and still make throws um so what the bucks need to do with their their rushing is put pressure on him but keep him in the pocket with the pressure meaning you want to collapse the pocket so it's like suffocating so if, when he has to roll out to try to extend the play he can't do that so i guess better terms is don't let him extend the play keep him contained and make him through costly throws within that time frame when he has to throw the ball if he has to throw the ball quick the better but if he throws it quick but like a deep route it plays more into the buccaneers um favorites because buccaneers has has a great pass rush and buccaneers defense if they apply pressure their secondary is very opter opportunistic when it comes to flying to the ball bucks defense has been up and down uh, uh, to me throughout the season They showed a glimpse of an elite defense, but they showed glimpses of getting torched. So, there's like no middle ground with this defense. So, that's why the pass rush is so so important. If they're able to get pressure on the quarterback, that's how the secondary really shines for the Buccaneers defense. There's some young guys at corners and safety that, you know, are bogs. But when it comes to coverage, they're not... Some of them are not typically the best. I know, I know that I know there's some guys on the defense that are showstoppers, but as a whole, if they throw it on the other side, sometimes you know that's what makes or breaks. You know, it, it, it's funny how an individual of the, of a position on defense could really shine, but if they throw on the other side, the defense is automatically shit. You know, it's it's harder for. A, um a whole defense to perform well than a whole offense uh, is what i'm trying to say it sounds weird sounds funky i know but um i guess why i say aaron rogers all aaron rogers has to do is really throw the devontae albums i'm trying to make a comparison and packers offense is good it's not like the Buccaneers can use that one quarter and use them everywhere because he can't be everywhere because then he could throw it somewhere else. you know. So that's the point I'm trying to make. They're, Aaron Rodgers is going to exploit the weakness of the Buccaneers' defense, so that's why the pass rush is so important. So when it comes to Aaron Rodgers needing, needing to go to Devontae Adams and he doesn't do the greatest throw, the oppor- opportunistic side of the Bucks secondary could come out and get turnovers. How I describe Buccaneers defense is a high-risk, high-reward defense. Meaning, they might let some big plays happen, but sometimes they get turnovers, and turnovers change the flow of the whole game. So, yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to explain with this Buccaneers defense, but Packers late lately. I, I mean, the last game too. They they really started um, giving different shares of the balls when it comes to the run game. So three running backs were getting used pretty efficiently, I would say, last game, and I think I feel like they're going to keep it up since it's playing in Green Bay. I'm predicting it's snowing. Don't know i mean it's saying it's snowing but i mean with the weather and everything who knows but i'm predicting an nfc snow game and um with that i give packers the edge it's home field advantage to the fullest on the packers (laughs) um it's gonna be a fairly close game um, I think Aaron Rodgers can throw a few touchdowns in the snow Same thing with Tom Brady But what it's going to come down to I feel Will be turnovers And I think The Buccaneers offense is going to do Which is one turnover more than the Packers That's how I feel But we'll see I mean You can't count out Brady sadly You cannot count out Brady You count out Brady until he's out until he's totally out of the league or if he didn't make it to the playoffs this year then he could could have but i mean brady's showing that um he can make it to the ch- um ch- uh, conference championship game doesn't matter what team but that is a different topic we'll speak at to the end of my predictions but like i said buccaneers will lose to the packers i must say 24 17 That's the score I'm giving out for this one. 24-17, Packers will go on to the Super Bowl against either the Bills or the Chiefs. With that said, let's go to that game. We got the Bills. We got the Chiefs. Bills handled the Ravens last week. Where it was able to limit the rush attack of the Ravens. Chiefs on the other hand. Um Oh my gosh, who are the Chiefs? <laughs> oh yeah, the Browns, the Browns. I'm like, who did they handle? Oh yeah, it was the Browns. Pretty tight game. Um Mahomes got out with a concussion that game. But Chad Henney was able to put it away They almost came back The Browns almost came back But um, Chad Henney was able to put the, put the ball game away With some crucial first downs And yeah And we got word Today that Mahomes Is cleared to Play That's something to keep an eye out on To be honest Whether he plays or not That's something to keep an eye out for and even if he does play how good is he going to perform who knows because when he got hit he was kind of shaken up but he was shaken up by the hit he looked like he, did, he didn't know where he was at but at the same time when you look at the hit it didn't seem too crazy the only thing i noticed was i think he had his head go into the ground so that might have caused him to get the concussion. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But I thought he was not gonna play this game personally. I wasn't thinking he was gonna play. And I would have fully given to the Bills. But now that he's playing it might it might change something. So let's start off Bill's offense. Chiefs defense. Um Bill's offense We've seen it all year Josh allen been having an amazing year um some would say mvp caliber career um and that career season so i mean i i i, I, I could see someone arguing mvp for Josh Allen no problem he did get a um Stefan Diggs was a great upgrade and um it's The Bills receiving core feels the most complete of the NFL. And they still continue to play like that as well. And it's good, too, because not only that, when John Brown was out for the Bills, um, Davis was able to come in pretty nicely and fill in that role. So now he's got experience. So they're pretty good on depth for the receiver. But so are the Chiefs chiefs are all are known to have players on on the receiving core be injured to be out and whoever is next up in line fills in the role pretty good so it should be interesting what to come but the bills offense pretty dominant dominant um they're more of a passing team much like the chiefs I wouldn't sleep on the running back situation. Singletary is um, a very good running back in my eyes. Um, they lost Zach Brown, Zach, not Zach Brown, Zach Moss. But they have some depth in um, running backs when they lost Zach Moss because TJ Yellen, Yeldon's a pretty decent player. So um, I'm not expecting too much out of him. But if he were to play and get some um, touches, I'm not I'm not expecting anything too bad from him um so um Bill's offense should should have a nice game against the Chiefs defense um Chiefs defense is kind of like how I explained the Buccaneers uh opportunistic defense high risk high, high risk high reward type of defense so it relies on pressure on the quarterback and um the coverage guys usually the secondary to come in and um be baha ball hawks so i expect the chiefs to blitz a lot of the um bills defense and um not Bills defense should offense should chiefs should blitz the bills offense to cause um some problems for josh allen Obviously The storyline for the Bills This postseason Was will Josh Allen play like he did Last postseason Which was a big flop for him last season Last season But so far he's shown that He ain't the guy from last year He's trying to prove That he can win in the big games So far so good This will be his biggest game yet Against the reigning champions So this is a good way to, um, I guess, prove a lot of people wrong this game. And, um, the Chiefs are probably going to bring a lot of pressure this game. So what Josh Allen needs to do is, um, prepare for that and extend plays. He's done a good job this year of extending plays, being mobile, throwing on the run. So... I expect more from the, um, I expect that this game so um, I guess those are the key keys of victory for the Bills is to protect Josh Allen and uh, if not Josh Allen needs to keep calm while extending plays I would say because um, I think he if he extends plays his receivers will know him very well To act on the fly and get the football. Chiefs defenses make Josh Allen comfortable. Don't let them extend the plays. Capitalize on bad throws, I would say. That's Chiefs defense of strategies to win the game. To flip it, vice versa. Chiefs need to protect Patrick Mahomes at all costs. They don't need this man to get knocked out of the game again. Because, um... We almost saw that with Mahone's out, they on, the game almost slipped away from them. Um, Chad Henning was able to save the game, I would say. But he almost cost the game at the same time. So um, seeing more of Chad Henney, I feel like, is a, a bad thing for the Chiefs rather than a, a good, hopeful thing. So... Um, definitely protect patty mahomes at all costs that's like number one right there i mean that's the number one thing for most offense but number one protect patty mahomes um utilize your run game i would say utilize the run game if you can keep the load off patty and um get the ball to travis kelsey Attack that middle of the field for the Bills. Bill's defense is always up and down in my to me. They show glimpses of good. They show glimpses of bad. Um consistency is the key. Um Bills, I would say for advice, Ben don't break. Ben don't break. Because they got Tyreek Hill on the other end. They got Sammy Watkins on the other hand. Even Travis Kelsey is known to get open for big plays. So Ben, do not break to these weapons i would say um try i guess stop the run and make patty mahomes throw the ball quicker um if you're able to put pressure on patty mahomes i would say contain him i don't think he's gonna be pushing himself to get the extra yards as much as he usually does because of the caught the caution of him getting another concussion so he's gonna go he's gonna probably go down a little bit more quicker easier so utilize that to your advantage um yeah bills just tag patty mahomes um ben don't break when it comes to the big plays Cause they got they got some guys that could score on you just like that tyree kill um, definitely, you, you you want to shut them down early. Sammy Watkins, don't let him get big plays either. You don't want this offense to spread on you, where you don't know where to cover. So that's that's another thing. Tip for tat: don't let the offense spread. Then it becomes a little bit harder to cover. So, um, and just make Patty Mahomes so uncomfortable. Those are the keys I feel like both teams need to get done. Now, when it comes to the picks, um, even with Patty Mahomes as the X-Factor, he's the X-Factor of this game, I think Bills will pull an upset. Bills will pull the upset. I think it's going to go down to the last play. And... I think the ball is going to be in the Chiefs' hands. And it's just not going to go their way, I feel. It's going to be like a 30, 30, 32, 31 game. And it's just not going to go in their way. That's what I feel. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. It's It's going to be a rainy game. Possibly. That's what they say in the weather. So I think... I think it goes in favors of the Bills more than the Chiefs, I feel, despite the home field advantage. I think Bills go away with the upsets. That's just me personally, what I think. And, yeah. Those are the two games that are happening this week for the NFL. It's coming down to this. Um... Should be exciting. I'll be watching both games this weekend. Um, yeah. Um, then after this, it's the Super Bowl. It should be really fun. Um, I'm, so I'm guessing uh, Packers Bills Super Bowl. That's why I think it's gonna go down. The second matchup, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be Chiefs Packers. I feel. So, I think Packers should. Packers are my number one pick for the nfc and afc it's kind of more of a toss-up but um i think it's going to be the bills rather than the chiefs this year so it should be it should be interesting but on that note i'm done with the predictions but this is something new i'm kind of um i mean it's not something new but I, I got in this i guess um debate with my friend shout out to earl earl um i'm gonna let you know to listen to this to give my full opinion about our little topic we were talking about on twitter so on twitter he brings up um um wondering why we aren't disrespecting tom brady the same way we are disrespecting lebron for switching teams and earl goes on that um tom brady went to a team with two top wide receivers a top tier defense with great coaching across the board brought a few handful of friends with him to fix their holes um and then he's like saying that are we gonna say he made a great choice and Let's make this clear. When I first read that, I mean I agree with you, but I felt like getting in the debate mood. I even told him because I'm like I'm defending fucking Tom Brady. Out of all people, I'm defending is Tom Brady. But I I I just wanted to say it because you know why not? Let's let's do this. But um, I'm right there. I mean, do I like the move by Tom Brady? No, I don't like. The I mean, you throw an age in the factor yeah, he's fucking 43. So he wants, he would want the best situation for himself to go to a team that's already ready to compete for a championship. He actually, he low-key has the luxury to do that. It's much like how Peyton Manning had the luxury to do that with the offense as well. And with a very similar situation with the defense too. I mean, the defense wasn't as good for Peyton Manning to when he won the championship compared to when he first got in there he had pieces but it wasn't until that Super Bowl loss they finally went okay we're spending money on defense that's what led him to have him the great defense but payman did the same thing when he left the Colts he picked he picked and choose a better situation for him but um Tom Brady I know it's not gonna go in a situation that it wasn't going to be be for him. And whether we like it or not, that's kind of what he did. And um looking looking back at it, you know, the only thing the, the Buccaneers had a disadvantage for was um they had not the greatest line. But but when they picked up Tom Brady, I already knew oh they're drafting for a line. They have to draft some pieces for the line. in which they did. So the biggest risk for them was if the line fails because of, you know, lack of experience, Tom Brady will fail. Because a full season of getting hit all the time for Tom Brady, I don't think he'll make it a pass in the season. But the line played very well this year. So yeah. But I feel but that's kinda like the reasons why people aren't disrespecting Tom Brady as much. They're gonna use the age thing well he's 43 years old if he gets beat up he's done um another thing that people will use is well he's won six rings um meaning it took because we have to go back to the lebron comparison and another flag is a lot of people label me as lebron hater sure you know when he was first came to the nba i'm a detroit Pistons fan. of course i'm gonna you know hate on the guy because he he's a rival to my team he bounced out my team when once his team got playoff ready i remember this so why why can't i you know i respect lebron's games lebron james's game don't get me wrong but why can't i add a little hate why not so that's another thing with with the switching teams when tom brady left I forgot how many seasons tom brady already did with the patriots he's 43 so when he left he already left with six rings yeah he's race yeah he's ring ch- chasing we all know that but um people are going to use an arguments well he's barely leaving despite him being on the top of the mountain right now and i'm like eh, true true when lebron left he had no rings he's at his prime he went in a team with two other players in this prime. So that's another reason why people would um not view this um switching of teams the same, I would say. Um we we went up went about this. Earl brought up that you know LeBron had to switch teams because he had no other backups with him on on the Cavs and i was like well true but at the same time it's not negating the fact that he did switch teams to with two other players that were first round picks and in their and about to get in their primes as well while tom brady stuck with one team for i don't know how many seasons and was able to you know get six rings that that i i feel like that it's a little different because i lebron james switched teams one two three times i would say so miami back to cleveland lakers him going to the lakers i feel like was the most validating one of them all because he basically left with um i guess no real superstars coming with him this this time around with lebron james and he also had rings as well so it's you know you're like well he's already got his ring so maybe he wants to do something else Not this out you're like i don't know you know fuck it i guess that's the, that's how i look at tom brady with the patriots tom brady stayed his whole stink with the patriots won six rings whether they had the best teams or not you know with the coaching whatever you know just Just know that tom brady won six rings and stayed with this team for 18 19 20 20 seasons you know so when he switches teams you're not gonna go to a jacksonville team you're not gonna go to a team that's still rebuilding you know you're you're not not gonna do that when you're tom brady and even if, if you switch LeBron in that situation, he he LeBron's not going to go to Detroit Pistons right now. He's not going to do it. You know, it wouldn't make sense for anyone. He has that much leverage that he could pick any team right now, whether we like it or not. Because don't get me wrong, I agree with you. I don't like what Tom Brady wants the Buccaneers with two of the top receivers. I ain't going to give you the top tier defense though. Earl, you're wrong about top tier defense. Uh, and they have potential. And yeah, this season their ranks, I think 6th this season. But like I've said before in all my podcasts, no defense this season really showed dominance. They they showed some cracks or super bad games. And I've seen a I've seen some Buccaneer games that you know, they they played really bad. So I'm not giving top tier defense to the Bucks. Great coaching. Uh, I mean Bruce Arians nice. He's good. He's a great coach, but I'm has he like? I guess what I'm saying is, you know, he hasn't done well in the postseason. I mean, he's got to the postseason, but no, no, no signs of success. And plus, he just came back from a little I would say a little retirement and his first season was with Jameis Winston so and that didn't go fit go well with him produced a 20 30 touchdowns but 30 interception um players so I mean great coaching I feel like it's one of those situations that doesn't really affect Tom Brady it's like it's like saying great coaching with LeBron James you know um because you did bring up that um lebron james had no help in cleveland and was coached by mike brown but we we've shown a glimpse of lebron james not really needing a coach you saw a glimpse of that in miami you saw a glimpse of that in cleveland with lou and with a very young eric spulsa i mean eric spulsa is a great coach but when lebron james went to the miami he was still um gaining experience when um he was coaching miami during those few years but um i mean now you, you look at him now he was able to take um the miami Heat of today to the finals so that was great on him but just know those years with bosh wade and lebron james there was a lot of skept, skepticism, skept skepticism with Sposa, and you 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 saw a, a, a lot of that was documented and things like that. I mean, I don't I I, I, I just the, the comparison is just weird, and I think the biggest one was, um, I mean, the biggest thing about LeBron and Tom Brady. Now if Tom Brady left the pay the the Patriots like. Six season let, let's just say Tom Brady left the Patriots after the Super Bowl from the perfect season that they almost had and they go and he goes to oh, I'm trying to think around that time that who had a stack offense basically I'm trying to say if Tom Brady left the perfect season to a team that was number one in offense and everything like that, I think you get more of the same reaction, but I feel like you don't because you're probably going to hate this, but football and basketball just told two totally different sports to really judge because you can have the best offense, yet the worst defense. Or even the best offense in the subpar defense and you guys don't go you don't go nowhere there's too many guys on the field to um, to so that one player can really dictate I guess what you say yeah the quarterback is important on the offense but a quarterback doesn't do anything for the defense now with basketball obviously those five players low lower number of players for one thing second thing to play on both sides of the ball offense and defense so it's a little bit different so obviously basketballs are more of the um basketball players overall are more of the athletes because they're playing both offense and defense compared to nfl players. sticks to usually just offense and other and players sticks on defense that's it and there's 11 players on the field so it's hard for one player to really dictate the whole dynamic of a team usually compared to basketball where one player actually can affect uh, affect the dynamic of a team there's a lot more into it earl i hope you hear this i'm on your side i just wanted to argue but at the same time i get why people aren't aren't gung-hoed about tom brady switching the buccaneers i feel like they're the reason why because people are more doubting him more than getting enough hate that's that i feel is the big difference they're like well we'll see if he could do it i don't think he'll do it like everyone's counting on father time to take him that's i think that's the another, another thing that's hovering over tom brady You know, see if LeBron switched to his first team. If LeBron said, "Let me stay," like, let's just say LeBron never went to Miami and stayed in Cleveland, and then finally he goes to the Lakers. People aren't getting mad over him switching teams. I mean, obviously the Lakers didn't have a playoff player, but let's just say there's some star players over there. You know, at the time he switched to the Lakers. I mean, it was about—it was almost happening. But let's just say that happened. No one's saying, "Oh, he's switching teams because of the star players." It's gonna be more on, well, LeBron James is old now. Let's see if he could keep up. You know, I think if LeBron did his, did it a full, complete um, stay in Cleveland without going to Miami, people wouldn't get as mad as the miami switch was and i think that's what helps tom brady as well is he stuck with the patriots for so long so when he finally left it was almost a relief to everyone in a certain way but people doubted him because like well he's old now so um let's see if it was worth it for the team to make that gamble they had other things to complain about of tom brady rather than well he's 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 the goat wise or he's at his prime which tom brady is not but he's still good enough to still play so that's why everyone knows that tom brady is not in his prime and he's a season to season player right now where one season he might be like doing bad he's like i'm gonna retire that's what i think why people are not disrespecting tom brady the way that people are Le- lebron james that's how i feel i know i was kind of all over the place because it's it's just not one thing with with this question you know there's different there's there's so many layers to this question and it's not like they had the same exact time time timeline as well now if they did everything you know if they both left their team at one point and did everything the same yeah you know we have a a way better comparison but the timeline of Tom Brady staying on a team and timelines LeBron staying on a team, you know, that's what really dictates this whole thing. It's two different sports, definitely. I mean, I try not to bring that example into play, but it's true, though, you know. You know, one player can only dictate an offense or defense in football, one side only at a time, when in basketball, one player could do both offense and defense and dictate that. So, you know, there's that. Um, Father time is definitely took over the discussion rather than the disrespect. So, it's kind of like, even though you brought all those high t- like the receivers, well, if Brady can't throw no more, then what's the point of having those top receivers? They're not getting fully utilized. Because in the beginning of the season, that was actually a big storyline. Was Tom Brady was not was not as accurate with his long ball than than before so there's they're bringing that as an issue for tom brady like i said that's more doubt on tom brady's ability because they brought in the age factor so people were more focused on that storyline than saying hey he does have two receivers two great receivers you know so it might be all intertwined who knows maybe it's it's all the same thing but people are focusing in different ways who knows but i appreciate that question um i know he didn't really say it to me but i brought it into the conversation because i did mention it i'm like i could feel like debating it but at the same time i just didn't want to debate on twitter because it's just you can't write everything out on twitter so yeah so great question earl i mean hopefully you get the answers that you want and if i if i don't come on here so we can discuss it but if you want me to talk about questions like that more often go ahead and send me a question whether it's a dm on twitter dm on ig just hit me up in general why not i'll discuss about it and um maybe you know if people want to be on the sports cast you know we'll get something going because after after um football is complete and done i'll probably do a weekly nba i mean nba is not my strongest but i still do enjoy watching it so um i'll just comment you know do a week by week of all not all the teams just the main shit used to eat and everything like that highlight uh, there's highlights there's how understand how people play i mean i'm in fantasy basketball so i could talk about that or um i think clutch would be more inclined to join in on the conversation as well or if anyone else wants to join in as well on the weekly um nba podcast that will be starting up i want to say after the super bowl so we'll see how that goes and like i said i'll do it weekly because since games happen all the time you know it'll be too much if i do one every every other day or something like that so keep it weekly might be watching basketball games as we pod so um something to look forward to when nfl is done so yeah um other than that I hope you guys enjoy the games I know I will um since Super Bowl is usually two weeks after I'll decide when I want to do the episode for it but yeah um might happen actually next week it might not we'll we'll find out because the Super Bowl is something interesting so um yeah like I said, if you got any more sports questions that you want me to dis- discuss about, bring it to my attention. I'll I'll go ahead and talk about it. If you want to get on and talk about sports, you know, football and basketball are usually my mains, but we could go elsewhere. Um, I like I like a lot of different sports as well, even MMA. You know, not strong to really, uh, you know, I haven't kept up with at least UFC in a while but um it's still fun to talk about especially fighting and things like that so if you want to talk about that whatever you want to bring to the table just let me know and we get you something cracking but um um group podcast probably this week weekend so um we'll get that going as well so yeah this is episode 62 of the spuddy friends podcast um like i said at the beginning of the episode i named all my streaming platforms for you i'll probably do a, a run in the in the group one as well so i just named down everything but you know check out the beginning of the, of the episode jot them down yeah this is spuddy mcgee of the spuddy and friends podcast episode 62 I'm out. Peace.